Hello folks, welcome to Courtside Wellness. I'm your host, Brandon St. Croix, former athlete and current sports social worker. On today's episode, we're joined by Reggie Clahoon Jr., former student athlete and founder of RPA College. RPA College is based in Texas and founded in 2017, a trademark college-level amateur athletic training and competition service provider. They offer a range of services, including athletic training, physical fitness training, amateur athletic education consulting, athlete organizing, and conducting college-level sports competitions and athletic events for amateur athletes. RPA is committed to preparing athletes for the next phase in their collegiate athletic journey and post-high school educational successes. We are joined by Reggie to discuss his own experience of being a student-athlete, the lessons he learned along the way, and how these lessons joined him in creating RPA College. So thank you, stay well, and enjoy. And folks, we're back to Course of Wellness. On today's episode, we are joined by Reggie Calhoun Jr., CEO and founder of RPA College. So, Reggie, thanks for joining us here on Courtside. I'll throw the ball over to yourself. You can introduce kind of who you are, what brings us here today to talk about some transition points for athletes. Yeah, 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 man. So, I'm Reggie Calhoun Jr., like you said, man. I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm a 10-year Army veteran in the U.S. Army. Played college ball at Louisiana College. Broke some records. And as a defensive back, moved to Dallas and decided to provide services to athletes who were on the same path that I took. So here, here we are today. You know, I, I am a founder of RP College, but my main mission is to equip the next generation with the tools that they need. And I think that's a big part about looking at each generation. There was definitely gaps in services and resources. And that's the big part around tools. Because again, if you're not given the tools, you can only do the best you can with the skills and tools we're given. So what are the tools that RPA College can provide to student-athletes? Yeah, so first and foremost, man, is really just focusing on plans, right? Think about how every career or every pathway has a plan, right? There's a A, B, C, D, one, two, three. With athletes, you, you kind of have two plans that have to merge together. So we focus on the academic plan, the, the athletic plan their mental health plans, their financial planning. So all those things that they'll need to, to navigate from high school to college to life and thereafter. And I love how it's a holistic approach. It's not just looking at the athletic on the field or on the court or on the track. We're looking again at the financial part. We're looking at the mental health part. We're looking at so many different aspects of an athlete and what makes them not just an athlete, but a human being as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So, so one of the reasons why is because 100 yards – at RPA is 100 yards at LSU. It's 100 yards at Baylor, right? So we're looking at, like, if we're, not, if we're talking sports, sports is the same across the board. It's how you leverage the sport and how you leverage your time while playing. So we want to focus on the whole athlete, the whole person, versus just let's focus on how you perform in-game. And in terms of how this idea come to be, like I said, you know, it sounds like a lot from your experience, but can we dive down through how this all kind of – vision came to be reality yeah so man it goes all all the way back to when i was in elementary school but i'll just keep it at my high school time i went to four high schools in four years and in four different states right so i was always the new guy but i used sports to kind of build my friendships like meeting new people on the team getting involved in eight circles and every year i was always with a new group of people and my senior year happened to be Hurricane Katrina's year, and I went back home to New Orleans. So I went New Orleans, Katrina, 
back to Houston, then back to Louisiana, and I didn't get recruited, not because of talent, because obviously I broke records, right? So I was out. I did well in school uh, athletically. I didn't get recruited because nobody knew who I was. So I, so I, so I knew that re- recruiting had nothing to do with talent. Always, it was always about being visible, having consistency, being being in one place, having a plan. And those were things that I didn't do. Like I wasn't in one place. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody around me knew what to expect either. So I created RPA because what I went through. I gather a lot of information stuff now that I can put inside of a program to give the next generation. And that's the big point too, because again, the bouncing around from state to state has to be difficult enough on its own. And then, like I said, to be breaking records but still not getting the visibility that you deserve, I can only imagine how much mental and emotional turmoil that must have cost. Yeah, man. Like, and you don't you don't realize it till afterwards, right? Um, my first time ever going to the same school. Four years in a row was college. So that was a whole new thing for me, right? And, and being able to look look back and say, what what did I miss out on? Or or what did I didn't experience that I wish I would have back then? It was just consistency, right? My, um, my father was in the military. My, my mom moved around a lot as well. So, you know, being able to call it stability wasn't something that I was familiar with. But it does allow me to utilize those experiences in my life to pivot whenever I need to. So in terms of that consistency, how did you handle it once you did have it? Again, four years in high school of, of being different schools each year to then having a four-year consistency. Was it difficult to cope with the, the consistency or was it more of a easier thing for you? It was difficult because every year I tried to find reasons to leave, right? Like I'm at the school, I'm trying to find reasons to move on to something else. And every time I try to find a reason to leave, I found a reason to stay. And here I was a year in and year out and year in. And I'm like, oh, I'm at the same spot, right? But then I got injured and I wanted to leave then. And, you know, so it was a battle for me of trying to figure out, do I leave or do I go? Because my consistency has, has always been one year gone, one year gone, one year gone. But here I am two years in, three years in, four years in, right? And it was just like, I'm home, right? And, and, and that was the first time that I was able to say, I found my home, right? You know, so... So in terms of were the tools being kind of self-developed for RPA College during your time in college as you were learning kind of, okay, what, what did you need as an athlete? Yeah, definitely. Um, I tapped back into what I was doing. Like I recruited some of my friends to come play with me at school. Uh, so I was good at recruiting, right? Although I wasn't on staff, I was just going to find people who I thought could help the program. Uh, learning uh, what, what financial aid was, but that was my first mistake at my first university that I went to. I didn't know what financial aid was, and they gave me a bill, and I was I left, right? Discipline. I, I went to, to the Army and did basic training, and that was one of the things that I was able to find out what kind of leader I was, right, what I was capable of. So as I was going through school, it was, you know, how to pick, pick a major. What kind of careers does this lead to? The major I chose, the first thing they told me that I can be a trainer on a cruise ship. So I'm like, okay, I'm sold on that, right? But not knowing the the avenues that it could have taken me if I had done 30 classes that could have got me well ahead, right, that I took afterwards. And I think that's, you know, a good point. You talk about it in your videos. I'm after seeing a few videos on YouTube yourself where you talk about researching the school itself and not just the coach. Because, again, if something happens, like you talked about having an injury yourself, okay, what does that mean for your career? But, again, what does that mean for your life? So in terms of, okay, what is your major? What are the next steps going to take? What is the school going to offer you? So being able to use that school as a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I 
I researched the school that I went to, but I was only looking for one thing. My GPA and my credits cannot get into to this school. I was only looking for one school that can allow me to come in with the GPA I had and the, and the amount of credit hours I had. I didn't care about nothing else. And, and I wouldn't say that it was a bad decision because of the stability that it provided. I got more out of that situation than the academic side. But for my emotional and mental state, I enjoyed it. And if we were able to turn the clock back, again, I know it was not physically possible, but if we could turn the clock back and RPA College was around when you were going to college, what would have been different about your experience, do you think? I think I would have been more knowledgeable of what an actual division level was, right? So I, I went to a Division three. I didn't know it was a Division three until my second year there. I would have known what financial aid was and how to actually apply it. I would have known more about debt, what's good debt and bad debt. I would have known to like stay connected to people who I consider a mentor or a role model, like ask questions like, hey, I'm going through this. Uh, being able to network with people on campus thinking, once I finish playing, I'm going to have to reach back out to these guys, not just my teammates for reunions, but my classmates for business deals, right? Um, so if I'd have had an RPA back then, I probably would have went to any school and maximized it because you're meeting people from all over, all over the place. Same thing you do in the Army. Like you meet people from every everywhere, every walks of life, race, creed, whatever, and you learn more about people too. So I think had I had an RPA then, I, would, I probably would have maximized my time in college even more than I did then. And, and like I said, going back to the holistic approach, again, we talked about the financial part, but the networking part, the checking in, taking care of our mental health and our well-being. Were those ever conversations that were had between trainers, coaches, teammates around mental health and well-being, either at the high school level or at the college level? No, man. Um, I'm, I mean, I, I, I went to a Baptist college, right? So... My coaches talk a lot more about religion and, and say, like kind of just being a good person, but we never talked about like mental health. When I tore my ACL, one of my college friends from my other school, he got murdered. So I'm going through the depression of an injury and I lost a friend, right? And then a couple of my teammates' parents died and brother, brother brothers died. So we're just kind of just using football as a as a platform to just escape from reality but we didn't we didn't have the sources or the resources of like hey man I, I need to talk to somebody about what i'm going through we just relied on each other you know so yeah it was as i think back on it, it's like yeah that was crazy yeah because i'm just thinking like looking back on your experience to have to handle all that at such a pivotal age and to think, okay, I'm going through an injury. So again, our question of who am I? What is my role? What do I look like in terms of, you know, my life path? And then to also go, be going through, you know, some grief and loss. And then have to kind of go through all that at a age of so many questions identity itself. I can only imagine how difficult that was. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were in the Bible Belt. So the first thing I did, you know, I turned 21. I got, I got saved, right? I, I gave my life to Christ. Because it was so many things happening that I was just like, man, like at my dream college, I went there for like a year. And in that year, um, there were a lot of fights, uh, shootouts. I, I, got, I got shot at at a gas station and I went, I went to school the next morning. Right. And then I, I left that school to go to a school that I would have felt safe. But 
there were still some situations that happened back home or with some friends or whatever that I was having to deal with, but I was at school. Now, at RPA, you'll have kids that might leave, or even at any school now, they'll leave the school to try to go and save the people back home, hmm. right? So it's like RPA has been put in place to be that bridge of asking questions and, and being linked up with people who can talk, that you can talk to and have a safe space when you go through things that, you know, culturally, your coach doesn't understand. Like, like yeah. my coach, he was an old white guy. Love him to death. Like, I love him to death, man. He was a great guy. But they didn't understand, like, where I came from. Yeah. They they knew about it, but, you know, it, it wasn't a thing, right? It wasn't like, oh, I, I've lost somebody to gun violence before. I've lost, you know, a friend to violence in the streets. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know, so I think that's just what, you know, RP has placed here for is to, is to give that give that open door to understand, like, hey, I know where you come from. Seriously, I do. It's, again, it speaks to the two aspects of the lived experience and the safety piece. Because, again, if someone doesn't feel safe, they're not going to open up. And they're not going to open up and feel safe if they don't have someone who's, you know, walking those shoes or has understood what a person's coming from as well. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I That's probably one thing I wish I would have had, right? Because the people that I would go and consult with on a situation like that only had one type of response and that was to respond to it to the level that the situation happened. Right. So you respond with what happened with a response of what happened. Right. So if, if, if that makes sense, right. Yeah. It was like a, a, you know, eye for an eye, you yeah. know, so here I am a college kid. I can't, be in the mindset of an eye for an eye when I got biology at 8 a.m. <laughs> you know, so life was life was weird because as an athlete, you're already balancing two to two lives. But then when you come from a certain, you know, culture or neighborhood or, or whatever, you're, you've got three lives because you got the back home life, you got the athletic life, and you got the student life, right? So trying to balance all those three, I think it made me better now. But when, you, when you're in it, you have to shut off certain things in order to even function. And again, it goes back to that compartmentalizing each area. But again, at being in your late teens, early twenties, and trying to do that is, you know, again, three jobs of zone. Because again, there's so much going on, and again, so much unpredictability in that as well. Sometimes, very, very, man, you'll wake up and one of your teammates is in the room crying, and you're like, "Why?" And something just happened, or mom is about to get evicted. So, you know, so I got to figure out, do I do I take my refund check and give it to mom or do I pay my rent here, right? And, you know, we we exercise a lot of the circular economics among each other. Like, one of my friends' mom passed, we put up money, right? One of my friends, well, one of my teammates went to jail, right? So we were, like, living as a as a village yeah. in the in a, in the school, right? Because we knew about survival, but you shouldn't have to try to survive in college. Yeah. But that's just you took that you took that mindset to a a area where you're supposed to be free, but you take it with you because that's all you know. And I think that's a big point there, Richie, as well. Because again, uh, oftentimes society feels and thinks and has this ideology that oh, student athletes are privileged; they got all these rights. They got you know the university is taking care of them, the college is taking care of them. But again, at the end of the day, it's 
oftentimes the players are taking care of themselves, like I said, in our own little village. And the support isn't always what society thinks it is. Oh, yeah, man. You talk about guys you know, I play with who may have may have came from welfare, right? Hmm. They don't have the money to go to McDonald's if the cafeteria closed. At a small college that I went to, if you didn't make the cafeteria at a certain time, then the cafeteria closed, you just was hungry, right? So imagine you you thinking you went somewhere to get better, but you're still living the exact same way you was when you was at home. So then it comes to come creep like what what am I doing? Like 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 why am I even here? And I think that has led to a lot of guys leaving school, quitting and, and giving up because if I leave home to get better and I'm still doing the same things and living it the, the exact same way that I was living at home, I might as well go home and do this, right? Because I hate school, I'm not playing, or I got injured, or the coach don't like me, and I haven't eaten, my mom and mom need me to work, so I'm gone, right? And then that sets back a lot of people who didn't become like used to be's and woulda, shoulda, coulda's, and then that leads to a lot of depression. I got friends who still trying to go to the league right now, and we're in our 30s. Yeah. You know, just mentally, they, they, they haven't been able to detach. Because again, one being able to give up that identity is hard. And the other part is too, I know you've talked about this a lot as well, is around how often is it that the programs that are offered at the college for student athletes are a general degree with, okay, where are you going with that? What does that kind of look like afterwards? And if you don't make the league, well, what's the options? Because it's very limited with that general degree. Yeah. If you don't make the, don't make the league or if, if, you, if you make it, it ends eventually. So yeah. what? What does your life look like without sports, right? Or what does it look like if you can't play? And even if you play for 25 years, okay, it, it's going to end eventually, right? So what, are you, what does your life look like? And I think oftentimes because we're so good at athletics, nobody ever talks to you about real life, right? And, and real life hits you really fast with one injury or one COVID. And even being able to kind of see, are athletes able to self-advocate for themselves to take on certain programs or to do the path that they want to go on? Sometimes they get the backlash from the university, from the athletic director, from coaching, from teammates, which again, that can be a lot of pressure at the age of 18, 19, 20, 21. And again, how can athletes even cope with that? Yeah. Think about, man, you go into college and they give you a scholarship to come play ball. They didn't give you a scholarship to go to school. They, they gave you they gave you money to come play ball. And you already know that you're on a year-to-year base, so that's pressure already, right? You already know that they bring in other guys in your position every year. That's pressure. And then you try to, like, maintain the GPA requirements. And you might have went to a prestigious school where they don't care about you having to travel for a, for a basketball game in the middle of the week. You got to turn your work in, right? Um my experience in, in, in school, sometimes the professors are, you, you, you know, give me a grade. Some of them will say, hey, you know, you missed this test because y'all left early, right? I went to school in Louisiana, and during, during like, certain periods of the year, it's hurricane season, right? So we have to, like, leave early for certain games. So the, the, the school is not looking at you saying, hey, you know, you have this assignment due. We'll let you do it next week. No, it's everybody. Everybody else has has to get it done now. You do too. Yeah, and like even you know, knowing a student athlete's schedule, 
is, again, it's two full-time jobs you're doing. You're being a student, but you're also being an athlete, which is, again, how much time is there to kind of fit into other things in between? I know back in season one, we had Bob DeMars, who's a documentary filmmaker, but also played football at USC. And he talked about getting up early in the morning, practicing, pretty much eating on the run, going to class, going back to practice, trying to fit in classes, and then filling in a new class. As he's kind of run to his new class, he's taking off his football gear while running the class and sometimes showing the class half-dressed. Yeah. It's a little different now, but the pressure of being, especially if you're like a prominent athlete, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like one of those main guys or girls, you're you're like, you're the main guy, main girl, because you're like in, embedded into the sport. So, so yeah, like there is no free time. There is no time to kind of kick it with your friends or go sit in the calf like a normal person and sit, talk, and eat, right? It's always time. It's like it's like time limits. I got to be the practice at this time. But once I got through, like, my sophomore year, I really, like, was like, okay, I'm going to schedule all my classes from this time to, to this time. I'm not going to have any classes after this time. But you don't but you don't learn that your freshman year. You pick that I go through. You might have an 8 a.m. class and then a 6 p.m. class, right? You may have a, a 7, 30, 8, Nine, t- like it just doesn't matter. But once you get the flow, then you know you can make it manageable. That's that's why we created RPA because it's like, how do you manage twelve to fifteen hours of academics and twenty to forty hours a week in athletics, travel, the study halls, the workouts? That like it's it's a lot to manage, especially going from high school to college in in three months, right? You graduated in May and you're in college in in in, in August. You know, so how did that how did that flow well with your mental if if you never experienced like this? Because in high school, you was in high school from this time to this time. And after that, everything was in athletics. You go to college, you might have two classes, a break, a class, workouts, a break, class. Like you might have that. Right. So how do you manage that? And in terms of student athletes getting connected to RPA. What is that process like, or how could people go about getting that to therapy? Yeah, so we have we keep it since it's implemented. So 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 we take it where it's a developmental entry. So you come in, and then we get you acclimated to what college is actually like, right? Uh, where where doing academic planning, like what what kind of majors you're interested in, what that career roadmap looks like. We're we're doing physical physical training, so we do have like sports training, weight room stuff like that. Focusing on like your nutrition and your and and your eating habits, then from from there we shopping you around to different schools and take take taking you on different visits uh, to like see different 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 schools like on the tour, and then from there based on where your profile is at we 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 either get you into a four year or we ask you to enroll into our team, and we have a competitive team where we do play against college pro, pro, on programs here in Texas Arkansas. New Mexico, Oklahoma, Louisiana, um, and then that allows you to get a full experience of what it's like to compete against college athletes. But we don't do any of that until you go through your your developmental phase of how to manage the transition from high school to college. Okay. So athletes wouldn't be connected till in their senior year of high school, or would that be kind of post graduation that they would get connected with you folks. Both. So we do have a we do have a college prep side where we're working with you while you're in school. That's focused on more just the intangibles of 
you know, what kind of school you're interested in, have you going on a visit, how to market yourself, how to tweet, be on social media. But then the postgraduate is more of a crash course of, okay, we caught you late. You, you know, we, we met you your senior year in high school. You didn't have anything. So we're going to give you all of the ninth through 12th grade things in one year. You know, so that's that's where we're we're transitioning to, to be a little bit more different and to aid to the, tra- to the transition. And how big is the RPA team in terms of professionals you have connected? And what kind of background do RPA team tend to have? So the staff is always going to be uh, aspiring coaches, coaches currently, whether whether high school or college guys, former former athletes who could actually like talk to them about what it's like to go through the process. Um, and then we we have trainers. So trainers are a pivotal part, but the trainers need need to have some sort of idea of what it is like to, to be in college, what it is like to coach, what it is like to, to recruit. And if you want to use RPA as a, as a platform to go on, like many of our co- coaches have done, go, go on to a college or go on to a high school and coach, we're a springboard for both coaches and athletes. So, so, the, so the team is nationwide due to you can have a, an, an RPA coach in California who's re- working with kids out there, right? But the ultimate goal is to get them on track to go to a four-year school or come to RPA for that for that actual physical the competition year. And I love that approach where it's the lived experience piece in terms of having former athletes, having trainers. And again, the idea where it's not just for student athletes, but for aspiring coaches there who want to take the next step in their journey as well. Because again, that's a conversation that's not always talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, former athletes usually have the hardest time finding a coaching job. Right. And that's because they don't have the skills to lead or actually coach or to actually like connect with players because they always look at it through the lens of what they did. Right. So it's kind of like where we come and we do a personal development on those guys and showing them how to actually connect with a kid who might not be as athletic sound as you were, but you can get them there, right? And then academically, all of our partners and our professors are all virtual. So we can we can get a, get a kid in class, you know, wherever they at, Canada, Africa, it doesn't matter. Like, like we, can, we can sign them up through one of our partners for the academic side. And it's great to hear in terms of, like I said, that wide range. Because, again, if COVID has anything, is that things can be done remotely and there's going to be lots of different options of how we work with people as well. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 started off RPA in 2017 with, with online classes. So so when COVID happened to us, it was just more so, you know, how do we travel? Because we already had the, we already had the academic side down because that's yeah. what we've been doing, right? So it was like, okay, how do we – how do we travel? How you know? How do we make sure that 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 we're abiding by the COVID laws? But nothing changed for us as far as recruiting and everything. So we recruit on the internet. We we recruit via the social media. We do Zoom calls. We do Zoom visits. So nothing really was different for us at that time. And again, being able to provide that support for athletes when they need it, because oftentimes we know that window can be pretty small when athletes reach out, and then it's kind of that self doubt of. Okay, do I really need to help? You know, sadly, we're still kind of working through that mentality of, okay, I'm an athlete, that warrior mentality. I got to show strength. I can't back down. I can't show weakness. But again, sometimes asking for help is true strength in this area. Oh, definitely, man. Um, the the whole I can do it myself mindset has set back so many people, including myself, you know, but 
you know, I heard something recently. Um, a guy was asking, uh, how well do you do what you do? And then how well do you do what I do? And you need a, you need to have a mentor who does something very well that, that you don't do because if you could do it yourself, then you would have. So you need somebody who can come and say, okay, I don't do that well. So I need, I need you to come help me. Yeah. And that's a good point. Cause again, it's all about how we're able to network ourselves too, to be able to learn more and grow better. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Um, but as I, as I grow in RPA, as I grow in my network, I start to see things that, that were pivotal that I didn't recognize then that I had already went through. And I'm like, Oh man, I've, I was there, right? I, I know what this, this does mean, right? I went to a school and had no plan and they gave me a bill. I went home and felt felt lost and embarrassed and I made a decision to join the Army and I got in the Army and I wanted to quit. And look, it was just like, those are all of the emotions that you'll go through going to college. So by the time I got to college, officially, I didn't have any thoughts of leaving. But two, two of my roommates both fall and spring semester left in the middle of the night. I was asleep. I woke up and it was gone, Got right? It. Because it. it was a it was a mental crash. Like, oh man, I'm not ready to be living next to a dude I don't know. Or yeah. you know, my first dorm was a community dorm where everybody shared the same bathroom. So it was yeah. just like it's different. So I think where we are as RPA is more so focused on the athlete as a whole to prepare them not to succeed in the sport. Because that's going to come if you're successful in yourself. If you're yeah. good with you, the sport part just just comes, like, easily, right? Look, look at guys like LeBron and Tom Brady. Like, the reason why they're playing so well, because they're 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 good with them, yeah. right? But but when you haven't figured out how to harmonize both on both lives, it just doesn't work. It's hard to take care of stuff on the court if the stuff off the court is chaotic. Yep. You saw that with Brett Brady, right, when he went through his – Situation. We, that was a, that was a, that was the first time we seen him really different. But you also saw what he was going through. So you know, on that level, um, he has the resources to fix it. But on the level of a high school kid or a college kid, they don't have those resources. So who's there to to guide them, right? And, and that's where we wanted to fill that fill that bridge at. So for our listeners out there who may be going through their high school athletic career or getting ready to transition to the at university or college step, where can they reach out to connect to RPA? Yeah, so the website is uh, www.wearerpa.org. So it's wearerpa.org. <laughs> and then all of our social media handles is Reggie Calhoun Jr. You fill out the information, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back with you. One of the biggest things is whether you sign to RPA or play for RPA or take part of RPA, you need somebody to guide you. So if it's not RPA, then find somebody. But you can't go through life and say, I was never taught that. Yeah. And we'll attach all that information for people so they can, like I said, look yourselves up, get connected. Because, again, I think that's the, one of the biggest parts is that when people feel alone and we feel, okay, I don't know where to reach out, don't know how to reach out, it makes it more isolating. That's more tough for us as well. So yeah. being able to know where to connect, how to connect, that's why furthers that conversation, and it's all about our mission of shattering the stigma and not the athlete. Yep. Yeah, man, that's good. That's good. Shatter the stigma, not the athlete. That's 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 dope, man, for sure. That's definitely why we pride ourselves here on course so well. Is again, because we often see, you know, how often do we see, like I said, athletes get up in the middle of the night and say, "Hey, I'm done. I can't handle this no more." 
or you know what, this is getting too much, or I got life happening outside of this. You know, sure, football's happening, sure, school's happening, but back home, I got mother who's yeah. living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, or I got a family member who just died, or I don't know where I'm going home to when the season's over. Yeah, man, the the most crazy thing that I can say is athletes don't prepare for real life, but when they are going through things, they'll tell a coach, man, this football stuff is cool, but I got real life happening at home. So you know what real life is, so why aren't you preparing for real life? Like, it's like, man, I got real stuff at home. Yeah, you, you have real stuff back at home and in the future too. So how do you plan for, uh, for that? And that's where I want to get their mindsets going. It's, it's not about like getting rid of football or getting rid of sports in general. It's thinking as yourself on a infinite level, not just I'm playing football for four to five years and, and you know, hope to get rich, right? And then what? You know, are you really ready to get rich, right? So that's kind of just one of my things that I – I focus heavy on. And like I said at the very beginning, it's about giving them those tools and resources. Because again, even if the best case scenario happens and they make the league, they still need those tools for after their playing days are done. Definitely. Or even if they don't make it to the league, you still need those tools and resources. So no matter what, having those tools and resources of how to handle life when the real world hits you, Definitely. we're able to be more equipped to move forward with it as well. Because again, we only do what, the best we can with the tools and skills we have. So again, if we only got the tools and skills that are provided at the base level, Okay, we're doing the best we can with that. But if we got the other tools and skills that we talked about here today, you're better equipped to handle life. Yep. So, so we focus on. So our mission is to equip the underprepared and the undervalued. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's what we do. And in terms of what would you say the vision is for RPA in five years' time from now? So the so the vision for RPA is to impact one billion lives worldwide, right? So that's just the vision in general. Uh, the mission, like I said, is to equip the unprepared and undervalued chapters and hubs in every city in America, but also we're working on a program in Ghana, Africa. So we're doing that because we're trying to bridge that gap between America and Africa, but also create a athlete exchange, right? More athletes haven't done mission trips and have no idea what's outside of the, outside of their community or outside their sport. But the students on, on on the campus get to go on mission trips and get to go see different things, but athletes really focus on training and working out. So uh, creating that, open that bridge for, for Africa gives athletes, being that football and basketball is 80% black, right? So why not build that Africa bridge um, from, from RPA to Ghana, from RPA to DR, from RPA to wherever else we, we want to go so that athletes can experience life the same way that everybody else gets to see it with or without playing, right? Try to open a person's world, but also to be able to give them experience that is not always granted in these sport, student-athletes, society kind of viewpoint now. Yeah. Yes, man. So, so, in, so in about five years, man, we will have all the collegiate sports, right? And then we will be working with both men and women. And then we'll have coaches all around the United States that's that's doing what we're doing, right? The RPA way is just making a way out of no way, right? But you can only do that with tools, right? So if you ever see my hashtag, it's just the RPA way. And that just means, you know, being able to make a way out of no way, you know? And, and that's just what I've done my whole life, like figuring out how to make it happen when nobody even knew what I was doing. 
And it's so true because, again, you know, we look back in terms of some of the experiences that you shared here today and imagine if, you know, the RPA way was set beforehand. But, again, being able to live from that experience and learn from that is so powerful for the next generation. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, for sure. So we're looking forward to the, the, the impact we will have. Um, we're looking forward to growth. We're looking forward to just being a solidified avenue, vessel, for for every athlete transitioning. I, I don't want to just say from high school to college, but you're transitioning, right? Whether you're going from grade to grade or school to school or job to job or career or team to team, right? Like how do you transition from the Miami Dolphins to the New York Jets? You know, so how do you transition? So that's how focus is it's about helping them trans, um, transition. One thing we often do here on Courtside is what we call rapid questions. So just two or three quick questions we ask people and kind of first thoughts that come to mind. Okay. In your experience, either as a student athlete or founding RPA, what is one experience that comes to mind as the peak at this point? Uh, being able to be the keynote speaker at the uh, Panafest in Ghana. Like that was crazy. Yeah, I can only imagine, like I said, the excitement and all the emotion that must have came with that. Yeah, man. It was like a kid who didn't go to, to the league, play sports, and sports got me to a whole different continent as a keynote. You know, so that was, that was dope. Yeah, that's mind-blowing for sure. <laughs> what is one tool you wish that you had early in your career as a student-athlete that you learned later on in life? Ooh. A bunch of them, but I think um, a mentor, like like, and if I'd have had some somebody who was equipped with the knowledge that with all the changes, I I think I probably would have made better decisions. Although I didn't make many bad ones, I probably would have made better decisions with certain with, with certain turns, right? So yeah, a mentor. And, it, and again, that speaks to the RPA way in terms of that mentorship piece that is so critical and important. That I'm glad that. The work you're doing speaks to that. Yeah, man. And I, I wake up every day excited. So, you know, stuff like this gets 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 the message out. And, you know, whoever hears it, I, I hope they're inspired and, you know, want to work with us. But if not, be able to look back and say, what could I have done better, you know, better and what I learned from it? And this is one of our favorite questions here on Courtside. What would you say makes a well athlete? What makes a well athlete, man? So personally, somebody who's mentally um, confident, right? And it's not based on your stats and your accolades. Are you confident enough to go into a room, a classroom, a game, fumble a little bit, but shake but shake back, right? I played defensive back. And uh, you might get burned every now and then. But you, but you got to have that next play mentality. Can you do that in life? And I think like being a well a well athlete just, just means like you really have to have a mental fortitude to know that everybody's not watching. <laughs> you know, I think we have this mindset that everybody's going to know I failed. Well, not really. Nobody really cares about you that much. But do do you know you enough to know like, okay, that was a bad decision. How do I learn from it and keep moving? And again, being able to recognize how that transitions to so many areas of life, like you spoke about, it's such a key part to be able to realize, okay, life's going to happen. How are we going to roll with that? Yeah. And, and not just get over it, but it's just, what did you learn? Like, like, there's a reason why we watch film, right? Like, you watch film to see 
what you did wrong. Even if you, even if you felt you had a really good game, you watching film to see what you can correct. But if you're not confident enough to know that there's always room for correction, you're already on a decline as an athlete, no matter what. So, you know, that's just one thing I think to make a well athlete, man, you gotta be confidently men- like mentally know like your strength and weaknesses. And again, so glad to have you here on Corso Wells with us, Frederick, to talk about your experience, you know, the things you've learned, and also about RPA and teaching people the RPA way. So again, we'll definitely be tagging all your information there in the show notes below so people can check out the website, your social media. And again, if you just put uh, Reggie Clune Jr. into YouTube, you can find some amazing videos. I've already done my own little dive, and even just in terms of those short videos, it speaks so powerful to the next generation of student-athletes. Appreciate that, man. So, folks, like I said, thanks for checking in. And like I said, check in next week for another episode. And, again, check out RPA at wearerpa.org. Folks, if you liked today's episode and want to check out other episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can also check us out on social media, on our Instagram page, or on Facebook at Wellness Athletic Services. We also have a website now, www.wellnessathleticservices.com. If you have any ideas for the show or recommend any athletes you'd like to check out on our show, feel free to email us at wellnessathleticservices at gmail.com. Thank you and stay well. Mm-hmm.